Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're doing buddy. this yeah thing now. <laughs> yeah, maybe I am, okay? Maybe I want to tag Is that 2019 for you? F-off. Is that the sound of 2019? No. Jeez. Uh, listen, I got to be nicer to you um, for 2019. Uh this is Freddie uh, Rivas speaking. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast. Yeah. And uh, who are you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt Duncan. I'm the producer of this shindig. Um, yeah, we're, we're, a, we're a fan basketball podcast. We're uh, not professionals. We've never played in the NBA. I know right. you love saying all this. <laughs> we're not the original source. <laughs> yeah. But man, we have some freaking opinions and uh, <laughs> we're hardcore Raptors fans. Uh, support us on iTunes. Rate, review. All that stuff, Stitcher, Spotify, Spotify, you know, all that good stuff. Um, what's our Confederacy of Dunks uh, handles? What's our Instagram? Instagram is uh, Confederacy of Dunks. Uh, Twitter is Dunks Podcast. And Facebook is Confederate, like just. I don't even know, the, man. The podcast? I was, I was trying to stump you. Just the holy jumping. Okay. Do we have a handle for Facebook? I don't think we do. I don't think we do. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, we got a lot to uh, get to. We got a. Yeah. It's fun times as always in Raptorland. Um, so let's just start bringing on the guests. Uh, first time in person. Hmm. Uh, he was formerly of LA, but he's in Toronto now. Give it up at home for Andre DePep. <laughs> it sounds like I'm actually here in person. Yeah, there's no way people would know what's going on. No like, way. No way. And that song's like a, that's a good you traveling to Toronto song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like putting all the stuff yeah. in the U-Haul, mm-hmm. like eating mm-hmm. some big cookies or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> going over the Rocky Mountains in like yeah. some sort oh. of speeded up fashion. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's bring on the uh, guest number two. Uh, it's my brother. Miguel Rivas, give it out. I like to wait till it drops. My theme is iconic. Blobby Samba. Uh, uh, Blobby Samba, everybody loves it. <laughs> the letters come in, the emails come in, and the comments are hot for that song. <laughs> the emails come in? I get emails, people go, Wow. <laughs> the emails come in. No, oh, yeah. I've been on the streetcar and I hear that. That's a ringtone yeah. for kids. Yeah. I get recognized on the street and people go, Are you the guy who they introduce and then they play Blobby Samba? <laughs> and, yeah. and then they're like, Do, 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 do. Wicka, wicka, wicka. Ooh, thank you, Andre. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's get to some good stuff. Uh, a fan fave segment. Uh, Matt, why don't you tell me something I don't know? About Vincenzo Esposito, <laughs> and I don't know anything about you Vincenzo Esposito. That's, that's really sad because you should know who Vincenzo Esposito oh, yeah. is. I know Phil Esposito. Yeah. He played for the Raptors in their first season. But what else is special about him? He was the first Raptor ever signed before the expansion wow. draft. He's oh, player one. Oh my god, Vincenzo Esposito. He was signed out of Italy. That's uh, yeah. shame on me. Patient yeah. Esposito. He was, 
he's a point guard too. So we're like, okay, this is going to be our guy. Um, he was he was atrocious. Apparently, <laughs> he played thirty games and then went back playing. to Italy. Um, <laughs> we didn't even like it here. Did you know that he uh, is also the first Italian to score a point in the NBA? Wow. Yeah. This, this guy got a lot done in thirty games. Yeah. <laughs> any it other, was a free throw. Any other um, first? Is the first person to eat a gelato on the court or what? Well, he um, there was another Italian that we drafted, and during his first summer league, that would be Bargnani. Uh-huh. Esposito came to support him and act <gasps> as a mentor. Oh <laughs> Wait, a guy <laughs> who was terrible, <laughs> a terrible guy who last us yeah. one season. He's yeah. like, let me teach you how to get yeah. kicked out of the league and yeah. go back to Italy. You know what? It looks like it worked. Let me yeah. teach you how to order a full <laughs> bowl of pasta to a table. Yeah, pretty much. Um, cool. Thanks, Vincenzo. Um, any, anything else for me, Matt? I mean, well, that's pretty much it. He's a coach now in Italy, and uh, but he's you know that you know he, he he retired when he was forty though. Give him that. Is he a life you know? coach, hey. basketball coach? No, he's a basketball coach <laughs> in the Italian Supreme League. I guess is that what it's called? Yeah, I, let's, I would call let's it go that. with that. I would, I would say, call it that. Syria, that's, that's <laughs> soccer. I'm so sorry. Um, okay, well let's uh, let's move on to some Raptor stuff. Matt, would you give me that Raptor sting? Hashtag. I'm a fun guy. Whoa, <laughs> we're getting mix heavy. <laughs> See what I did there? See what I did there? I saw what you did. And the hashtag came in real loud. Real loud. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad you just pulled that at the last second. Because if the RTZ happened, yeah. we would all whipped off our headphones. Yeah, man. that's fine. Is it? Uh, well, you know, these things are built to last. So chuck them if you have to. Okay, good. That's what the pod's about. Emotion. What? We're not professionals. We never <laughs> We're not professionals. Uh Okay, um, Andre, let's uh, let's start with you because you, uh, when we were chatting yesterday, you brought it up mm-hmm. and um, let me know about the famous uh, Demar Derozan, Dwayne oh, Casey, emotional yeah. hug. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess I I kind of wanted to see how you guys are feeling about these revenge games. Do you like them? Are you mad at them? Is is are they like? By the revenge games, I mean the uh, DeRozan Spurs game yeah. and the Casey Pistons game. Like, is it something you enjoy watching or are you just pissed as a Raptor fan? Oh, I mean, there's... Is there more coming? I want to know who's enjoying them because all these revenge games we get are either our ass kicked yeah. or our hearts broken. Um, they I, suck. I'm loving They're them. the worst. I'm loving them. <laughs> I loved I loved the Casey one too. I, I felt like that was fun. Yeah, yeah. I I did like the Casey one because he got so. You remember him jumping up and yeah, down? He never, yeah. yeah, he fist pumping and like. Okay, but when when yeah. Demar broke free of Siakam and threw down that oh, huge dunk, man. were you just like pure Raptor fan? Like this sucks, or were you not a little bit like, oh, all I'm right, DeRozan, nice one. Yeah, I was. St- that's the thing. You get so impressed and yeah. you're like, fuck man. Like why was he not like this in the playoffs? Or, yeah. yeah. At halftime, I remember being like, Oh wow. That was so fun. Like why? Like being on the opposite side of DeMar actually having a really good game. Yeah. yeah. But during the game, I was like, what the, what the, yes. God yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, that was the worst performance of the year. I couldn't think of anything totally. else. <laughs> I was looking at the power rankings and I did get kind of proud to see like the Spurs at number two. Yeah. I was like, Hey, good, good, job guys like i'm i'm cheering for you demar's still like very very warm 
yeah. place in my heart. And the, Spurs, the Spurs have been playing well too. So yeah. it's like not the like best we got team in the league right now. Yeah, it's not yeah, like it's we awesome. lost to Orlando or, or, yeah. or you know or we got beat by some junk team. Like I feel like there was a ton of momentum for the Spurs heading into that game, and a lot was riding on Popovich as well. That's sure. that's something yeah. that narratively wasn't really in there. But I feel like if he wanted to win any one regular season game. It was that game, even more so than the one that they're going to play in Toronto later. Like, I feel like Popovich needed to show Kawhi and Danny Green, like, I taught you right. more right. than you're just good on your own. Like, I can teach other players to do what I taught you. And I feel like we saw some of that. Like, there was a lot of hands. Totally. Um, like, a lot of hands when people are dribbling. I feel like Green couldn't get the ball. Uh, he couldn't get a good look. Kawhi actually still got his. Yeah. Uh, surprising. I mean, he did look shook. I'm, I'm like still not still... sure what actually happened in that game I, for them to be beaten so badly. Because you can you can go on this narrative that like DeRozan wanted to go off or Popovich wanted to blah, blah, blah. But it, it was just such a piss poor performance by the mm-hmm. Raptors that it was like maybe there's, there's, a, there's a, a few narratives coming in. And I think that was probably the ultimate like complacency game for the Raptors thinking they could like, I don't think they were looking past it, but... They needed some sort of kick in the pants, obviously, because they responded really well since that game. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. And it's something within the Raptors crumbled there. It, it reminded me of Spurs of old, because I remember that Heat uh, Spurs finals where n- n- not the one that went to seven games, like the amazing finals, but the one where it just started and LeBron and Wade and Bosch and Co. just didn't really understand what was happening. Mm. And every game... Uh, the game was over at half. And yeah. the Spurs were just like picking them apart. And I, I felt like we were getting popped. And yeah. we're getting, it was one of those moments where they just put everything together. It's like they skipped the, la- the previous three games of like game tape and just decided, like, no, this is the game we're studying for. Yeah. And we're going to annihilate these guys. I think. And- I think it's really a uh, testament to pop. Sometimes you don't understand what makes a great coach, a great mm-hmm. coach, but then you see something like that where it's like, Oh my God, I hope they burn this game tape because they figured us out. Like, and, and he built the perfect game plan against okay. us. Yeah. Well yeah. said so that's where I, I feel like if there's any long-term disappointment for me, it's that. Yeah. Because I feel like if you look at us playing with Kawhi, yes, we didn't have like JV or Lowry, you still see how to bother Kawhi and how to eliminate the people around him. Yeah. Um, Particularly Siakam for me, even though Siakam, I think he had like six assists that game. So he was still okay, but they just like, there was nothing you, you you could see in a game like that, that uh, Ibaka and Fred, like they can't get it going. And if if, if the other teams not giving them some space, it's wild without the Raptors are, are that classic team. Now, if, if the threes aren't falling, there's the whole system kind of breaks a little bit. So, that's a perfect opponent for the Spurs right now, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Who attempt so few threes is mm-hmm. if you can just have a half court game. Suddenly they they have DeRozan and Aldridge in the half court. Oh man, they could beat a bunch of teams if there was no threes. And their their only weak spot is is maybe like the point guard position. Yeah, but we didn't match up. Like you know, yeah. Fred and and Delon wasn't really cutting it. And that's a game you really miss uh, Lowry because he yes. he would have changed the pace. He would have been. Um, hounding these these young point guards on defense and really disrupting their flow, and yeah, we just we didn't have the right pieces to. Match and there, up. there's no Ibaka without Lowry. It feels like man, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I, that, that's actually a wow. great point. Great like, point. A, 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 what was I just listening to? I was listening to the uh, Dunked On podcast was doing their in game review, and um, 
they were talking about um oh who was it sorry i'm blanking out right now um uh no so yeah they, they were talking about philly and how um you know, Butler expects to be running pick and rolls, and so does Ben Simmons. But with with neither of them really doing that, you're kind of not getting what you expect or mm-hmm. what you want. Right. And I think that's a big thing with Lowry. When Lowry runs the pick and roll, everything makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the reality is no one else on the team can really run a pick and roll. Fred, yeah, Fred can't Kawhi just set can. people up that Kawhi well. can, but it's like he's really meaning to score. Yeah. And Fred's best, you know, driving or being off ball Mm -hmm. pick and roll is not his strength because of his size. You know, if he gets switched on a taller defender, he has a hard time, you know, passing out of that. So nor is it Kawhi's really to set people up. True. Well, if he goes, if Kawhi goes into a pick and roll, you still assume he's probably driving and dunking on someone's head. Yeah. He's probably not going to feed the big man. Yeah. He's not getting other people going, thinking about like, Oh, Ibaka needs a shot or whatever, which is how point guards think. Right. Like, you saw right away in that Indiana game that, okay, Siakam's going to run a little bit harder because he's expecting that, like, that long Football. pass. Yeah, that, 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 that Hail Mary pass. And Ibaka is going to go right, right to his spot at the uh, free throw line because he's expecting, like, the pocket pass there. Yeah. And you can expect DeLon to do a couple flips and spins trying to get a, a <laughs> <Yeah>. layup off. <laughs> That's- DeLon is, like, his own being. He's like his own basketball art piece, I feel like. <laughs> he doesn't do that much for other people, but he can do these like funky, weird things. Like, how about a sneaky play of the season? Do you guys watch the Indiana game? Yeah. Where Fred scored and then DeLon stole the ball right off the inbound pass, but no one knew the game was like active. And then I think it was Corey Joseph who was like, he did one of those like when 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 James Harden and LeBron James get shamed for not playing defense, they did one of those things where clearly he's supposed to grab DeLon, <laughs> but he's pointing like, oh, what about this guy? And then DeLon just like lined up a three. I was like, it was such a it was such a Michael Jordan-esque kind of DeLon like, is Michael Jordan-esque. Yeah, I Good think point. so. Okay. Good so. point. <laughs> I think so. Nailed it. Nailed it. Well, a lot of people say he's like Michael Jordan with braces, right? Right. <laughs> With clear braces. Yeah, no. Everyone calls him Clear Brace Jordan. Pretty sure, like, half of Toronto is saying that. Like, <laughs> if like, only he had straight teeth, he would just be Michael yeah, Jordan. If you're, yeah. east, if you're east of the DVP, you're like, that guy's Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're west of the DVP, you're, you're more of a Fred guy. But, right. um, this isn't really a big question, but just to see if you guys have any thoughts. Um, bye bye, Lorenzo Brown. Uh, Miguel, do you have anything nice? To I say liked about- him more than everyone else did. I feel <laughs> oh, like yeah. I feel like when he was on the court, my wife is a huge fan of Lisa, who's been on the show. Yeah, uh-huh. and she was she would always just be like, "God damn it, Lorenzo!" Like everything he did. <laughs> yeah, but I found him like weirdly endearing, and I thought that he had a couple huge games. Uh, recently even, that Indiana game, not the most recent one, but the one before, wasn't it him who had like a huge steal and just set up a three? They're all getting blurred together now. But I just remember a couple big quarters for him from him in late game situations. He was so undersized. He was so skinny. He did make mistakes, but I liked him. I don't know. Yeah. I hope he does well. Yeah. We I read one him, article but- and they were like, he's not good enough, but he's going to have a great career in Europe. Like, mm. it's like he's done yeah. in the NBA. I'm like, I don't Maybe. know if that's true. Are they like laying this guy to rest or what? Yeah, essentially, uh, Andre. He J- will be glue next year. Yeah, uh, Vincenzo Spazzito is giving him a phone call. Yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna join him on the, you know, the Milan team. He's hey, gonna come ready. make shoes with me. And, uh, I was the uh, first Italian to score a bucket. Yes, come join Benito Trevisio. Who the fuck are you, Lorenzo Brown? <laughs> Actually, That's Lorenzo. What he says to him? Who the fuck are you? Yeah, he calls him up to say that. So 
Lorenzo's kind of an Italian name. Lorenzo. I think he could, yeah. uh, he could find a nice spot for him in <laughs> Italy. Lorenzo Brown. Okay, you know what? Brown. This, this turned into us <laughs> making fun of Brown and, and Vincenzo. But, Andre, do you have any nice words for Lorenzo? Um, or, or should we just go back to ripping on him? I mean, <laughs> he's fine. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. Replacement level player, like... Probably would do um, productive things on the bottom three teams of the NBA, but for a top team. Right. No, I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's, that's exact. Uh, back to the Dunked On podcast. I think they were saying something to the effect, this might be a money move. So it might, right. it might be the Raptors are saving money and even they're going to bring Lorenzo Brown back if he clears waivers. Um, I don't know. I feel like there aren't they. I mean, yeah, they have a, the, like or, the or, lowest amount of players they're allowed to have right now. Yeah, right? They, have they, to like add, they have to add two. Yeah, they could also be clearing a clearing way to sign Boucher is something I oh, heard. Yeah, to yeah. like a more of a substantial contract of some sort. See, this is where my my uh, my cap knowledge. Uh, but um, Boucher is still good on the two-way, right? Like, there's no he's reason on, why. He's not officially on the two-way contract. Yeah, it needs he's to like, be renewed at some point yeah, soon. And, and in, like, 12 days. Oh, okay. There you but go. But he's shown more than oh, most yeah. people you get, right, oh, man. From, for in, at that level. So I think they're going to they're Yeah, gonna he's a funky him. player. I think even his size is just valuable. Because he, he's so skinny, but his shoulders are. Yeah. Like, plays that, like proximity of a Siakam almost. You're like, oh, sort of like that. Yeah, sure. Put him on a big guy. The confidence to shoot the three like that coming in cold sometimes. that You, you don't get that. Like Malachi is supposed to be this dead-eye shooter in, in the G League. Yeah. And he, he just gets like so scared. Mm. Uh, yeah. Shooting threes. Uh, Boucher seems to be ready to yeah, shoot he's threes. Um, speaking of a... Actually, no, this is a terrible transition because there's no, there's no, <laughs> speaking of. yeah, I know I said speaking of, and I'm like, I got nowhere to go. Um, but I do want to talk about Siakam. Uh, so in the same week, he had two career highs, uh, 28 points, uh, then 30 points. Hopefully he'll have another career high of 31 points. And you know what I mean? I hope, <laughs> I he, has, I hope he has a breaks a record for career highs <laughs> in a year by just incrementally oh, going man. up. Um, that'd be a good one to look into. But yeah, like how who's had the most career? Because you career would have highs to, in one season, yeah. Because if you jump to like thirty five, it's going to be tough. Um, Sundiata gain. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm some guy who just he had some big moments. You get two points. That's your career. Pops uh, Mensabonsu. Pops Mensabonsu. But yeah, Miguel. Um, what's next for like like let's just take a wild stab on like what's the rest of Siakam season like the most exciting thing about Siakam has to I think why fans are so excited not only that he's delivering but it's you can't put a ceiling on what he seems to be capable of I remember when he was first drafted Casey was like this guy's going to be starting for us in his second year and if we watch like we all watch summer league then you're like really this guy like he was so he didn't have any skills at all he actually started his first year I know but but that was was injury right well I forget what the situation was but he wasn't supposed to start might have been I don't think that was the Jared Sullard was that the Sullard yeah maybe but but the point was Casey was saying like this guy's gonna be so good and every year he gets like a huge level better so I think even within this season, he can grow because he went through a, a solid dip when he started getting scouted after the first 25 games or whatever. Mm-hmm. He had a 10-game stretch. He c- couldn't seem to get it off. Now he seems to be able to get it off with ease again. So, I, I mean, I see huge things from him in the playoffs. Like he's massive to, things. He's starting to hit some above-the-break threes, which is yeah. a whole different thing. Like if he like can 
pull up and drop a three and not just I think it's like also forty five percent from the corner now for three. Yeah. Like he's having his efficiency is insane. insane. Yeah. yeah. It's really crazy. And I think he's definitely pushing that all-star conversation to be like, um, he's starting to get into territory where it's like he I, – I don't know if you can have one good year and automatically be a snub, but he might be a snub. He wouldn't like, if he'd be a snub. Maybe he, like basketball Twitter snub. Yeah, like yeah. The real I mean, nerds are like, yeah, but did you look at Siakam? Well, he would only yeah. ever be a coach's pick, obviously, right? Like, Oh, yeah. But, oh, but, yeah, but he's not getting voted. To me, the most exciting thing about him for the playoffs is that, you know – <clears throat> when you play a team a bunch of times in a row and you scout them and you watch all the tape and blah, 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 there's no more surprises really, right? It's all like just execution. Mm-hmm. And for a guy to to have a move, as much has been made of the spin move, to have a move that is like arguably unguardable in several situations, there's like 10 players in the league who have yeah. that. That's nuts. Have you guys seen this television commercial where he puts the spin move on Fred Van Vliet for like pizza pops or something? I think it's, no, I think, that's yeah, yeah. amazing. Oh my god, I, think it's I saw Jiffy. it. On, I think it's Jiffy. Peter yeah, Butter. it yeah, is yeah. Jiffy peanut butter. I saw it, and he puts the spin move on him. I'm that's like, awesome. this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, that's the best. Well, Andre, what's next for Siakam? Oh uh, man. Um like more more products per spin. Yeah, like- lots of product endorsements. Okay. He's gonna be have his own washer and dryer. Talk about top spin with that. Um I, 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 like, I'm really glad glad you picked spin it. magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Spinning class. Yeah, yeah. You'll get the spins when he's too drunk. DJ yeah. Spicy like, Spin. Yeah. Man, I think like week three or four of the season. We all started to go like, holy crap. Like yes. th- He's on a different level. I started and, out the year being like, oh, him and OG. Yeah. And then like yeah. two weeks in, I was like, okay, OG, I'm still a more years about, for OG, yeah. Siakam's in a completely different place. I thought, I thought OG would be a much better fit on the starting unit because I thought Siakam is better on the second unit as kind yeah. of a facilitator or whatever, energy guy. But yeah, super surprised. But I was kind of looking at it going like, hey, where's the ceiling? I'd, I don't, might have even been talking to you, Freddie, or... I'm sure you were, because that's my entire life, so... On the internet? Yeah. Um, and, you know, you kind of look at someone like Sean Marion, right? You're like a lengthy yes. guy that can hit some threes and just fucking crush it on the fast break. And I'm like, this is the guy. Like, this is who he can be. And I'm like, it's going to be awesome in four years when he's that good and like... Three months later, he's kind of almost like he's almost a, doing is he as good as Sean Marion now? He, oh man, he's at the, just not like peak 15, Sean, not, 16 not points peak, a game. He already peak. is. Close. You guys talk amongst yourself. I'm gonna find yeah. some Sean. Marion I don't. Stats. I don't think he because Sean Marion at his peak was like they used to call him the Matrix because in fantasy basketball he would like stuff every single stat. Like he right, would be right. like 22 points at the beginning, eight rebounds, of, yeah. four assists, three steals, two yeah. blocks, and he was on the uh, the seven seconds or less Suns. Yeah. So he also was like shooting a ton of shots and him Amari and he was Nash never a particularly good three point shooter though right like he was kind no of yeah and i think terrible. i just saw you were you motioning yeah his, I, was, I was doing the motion shot. of his, like, oh, his, his jump shot so came weird. right out of his chest yeah like uh yeah. like an yeah. iron man or a bit of alonzo ball <laughs> yeah, yeah but, I, but I guess worse no somehow. yeah alonzo's more of like a cannon i remember kevin martin i uh, used to have like a kind of like oh a yeah kevin martin load up the cannon get, type you guys shot. ever play nba 2k with kevin martin yeah oh yeah that was that was like you're trying to time the jump shot and you're like, when does he release this? And you're thing? like, I know he's good, but <laughs> it's always easiest to shoot with Ginobili. I always thought. Oh, the easiest. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> Oh 
Aww. Uh, he killed a bat. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was the coolest thing. I can't believe they have that in the video game. Every every halftime, he kills a bat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's every it's a mini game, yeah. In 2K. <laughs> it's a mini okay. game. I usually don't, like, like rag on... You got hepatitis. <laughs> I, I usually don't slam on, like, uh, on, like Raptors halftime shows, but... <laughs> Recently, I went to a Raptors game. It was a Utah Uh-oh. game. Yeah, I'm going to go there in. There it goes. No, here's the deal. They didn't even do a halftime show. They're like, four corners. And oh, they I've just, seen that. Oh, they seen just that. DJ'd not a even, set. Oh. And I was like, Not okay, even a guest DJ? Not even dogs oh. racing? Yeah. Come but wait, on. didn't you see that he had two of, two to four of the dancers beside him enjoying the music? No, no, no. Was that that's, not showing up? That's not okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. By That's the, way, the only time they blows. should go into theater lighting in this in the arena. All the lights should go down and just be a spotlight on four corners as he like rips through the latest hits. Oh, I like the rips through the latest hits. <laughs> Somebody works for four corners. It, it is one of the funnier things of league pass is catching all the halftime oh, shows. I like uh, it. I, I wonder it. what a year's worth of subscription to just the halftime shows would be. It's just it'd like drive you mad. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a sad time. <laughs> um Okay. So by the way, Sean Marion is. Uh, these are career averages. Okay. Um. So like. So they're more impressive because of that. Uh, so fifteen points, uh, eight point seven rebounds to nine rebounds and two assists on forty eight percent from the field. What about from three? Um. From three, it doesn't have a career average at the top here. That's a career average. Um, so. Let's see if I can just quickly. So, I mean, his best seasons, I'm sure, were still significantly better than where okay. Siakam's yeah. at I, right I'm now. I'm just going to eyeball a best, se- a potential best season here. So, in 05 06, he had 22 points, uh, 12 <clears throat> rebounds. Wow. Um, from three, he was 33%. And from the field, he was 52%. That's in, that's so incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty, a huge jump from 15 unreal. points a game to 22 points a game. Yeah. And 12 rebounds a game? What? That's nuts. He was also two steals, two blocks. Damn. Oh, I mean, give, that's incredible. Yeah. So so maybe... Uh, that sounds like MVP stats. But that was season six. Like, maybe Siakam yeah. gets there, you know? He he did he maybe. did have some MVP buzzes, you know, or... Yeah. You know, he was definitely, like, first team all-NBA discussion type of a guy. Okay, how about this? This is a bit a bit... Maybe it's a bit more fair. Um, so this is year three of Marion. Okay. Uh, 19 points, uh, a block, two steals a game, two assists a game, 10 rebounds a game. So Siakam's in his third year, and he ain't averaging that. Yeah, not quite. I mean, different teams, different styles, but yeah, so Sean, Sean Marion was pretty damn special. Yeah. Um, and, you know, multi-time all-star. Yeah, you know what? Siakam sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you Actually, know what? That, no, let's, what a terrible, let's, terrible. Let's end the segment yeah. on that. Siakam. Yeah. Um, how about not so spicy? Dill. Yeah. Dill, yeah. dill spice, perhaps. If, um, if, if, uh, if bring, thanks for laughing at my dill spice joke. <laughs> bring Lorenzo Brown back. <laughs> like, if, if Sean Marion is the Matrix, then, then you know, I think that... Uh, Siakam is Bill and Ted's equity venture. <laughs> nice. I thought you were going to go another <laughs> Matrix like, reference. Like, <laughs> then Siakam's mouse. <laughs> oh, wow. what am I, there's no character named The Matrix. <laughs> no, that's the Lord Fishburne's The Matrix, right? When he takes I off his glasses. I am The Matrix. <laughs> no, pretty sure his contacts say I am The Matrix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, you know what? Uh, just before we move on to, uh, like, uh, to, to NBA stuff, we got to give Norm a little bit of love. Hey, yeah. So Norm's been struggling so hard. And I mean, yeah, I don't think he's been back that long, but I think he's playing with a certain type of intensity. The, the, uh, uh, well, what's the move called where you drive to the rim and it's kind of like you do, like Kawhi does it all the time. It's like a, is it a drop step? 
Okay. Yeah, you, I know you, what you mean. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, about yeah, where you, yeah. you kind of jump, plant your feet, wait for people to jump, and then throw it. Right. Throw, like, it's a hop step. Hop step. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Um, I don't know what. It, maybe a drop step has like that. A drop step is when you when you got back to the basket and okay. you drop one foot around mm. the uh, the guy defending you. Right. Um, nerd talk. No, I'm loving, I'm loving the nerd talk. Um, but yeah, like, so is this is as Norm just been like, okay, I'm 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 coming at you, CJ Miles. Is that, is that what this is? Uh, I'll, I'll start. I'll start with you, Andre. Or is it just as Norm in his own path? Um, I I mean, and it's not about taking minutes. Yeah. If it, if anything, I think he's uh, the second unit kind of needed somebody that's offense first and like right. is really just looking to get his own. And I think that's kind of the perfect role for him is to get that confidence back. Because if we remember back when he was really heating up during the playoffs three years ago or whatever, Mm -hmm. he was just that guy that would terrify the other team by his aggressiveness, his ability to, to shoot. You know, he's okay with passing and stuff like that. But I think that second unit in particular needs a bit of a bailout package when there's like 10 seconds left on the shot clock. And I love you just... that you said bailout package. <laughs> <laughs> I went straight to just being like, like a, like a Oshawa resident, very angry at GM. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sorry. This guy needs a Lehman brothers quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I think he just needed, a, he needs a role and he needs a, something to call on. And I think that second unit, like OG is not going to be that, um, you know, Fred is, he he is that he's a lot of offense, but he also needs to be the facilitator. And I think, yeah, Norm just kind of attacking and being aggressive. I think it pays off really well for him. And I think if he gets his confidence back, he's a totally different player. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, like there's no DeRozan or, or guy who eats up a ton of minutes specifically at the shooting guard spot. Yeah. And a Danny Green's had a really healthy year. I think it's, it's Danny Green and Pascal. Yeah. Or Danny Green and one other player, I forget, who've played all 41 games yeah. so far for the Raptors. Um, oh, is, is it Serge? No, Pascal has not, not played every yeah, game. Yeah, it's, it's not Pascal. But it's Danny and one other person that have... I think Danny even missed one game. I don't think we, I don't think anyone has played every game. Anymore. Oh, OG? Then, no, I think, no, I, I think some, you're right, Miguel, because, because um, Pascal only missed one game. And, and when I looked, him and Danny Green have both played 41 games. But I guess the Raptors have played 42. Yeah, yeah. But in my head, I was mm. like, oh, they both played all the games. But yeah, I guess no one's played all, all the games. Yeah, that's right. Which is pretty wild. Um, okay, we got we got some NBA stuff I want to get to. So, uh, Matt, why don't you give me that NBA sting? This is Adam Silver. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing at your own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something's coming. That's what's going on. No, no cartoon honks always get me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was hoping. But see, the one sound bit I like really loved. Matt's cut out of the rotation. The well, KD thing. Yeah. Well, we're, I want to give that a little break. Oh, we'll okay. Come back. He's come giving back. it a break because yeah. I like it. <laughs> Matt is an artist. Matt okay, is over yeah, there I, painting, I, and you know, you don't look yeah. at his easel and go, "What's going on here?" You yeah. Know? That's what I do though. When I see artists <laughs> on the street, I'm like, "Excuse me." It's a lot of blue, buddy. Yeah, I have some questions. Do you have a license or whatever? Like, um, this isn't a question so much as it is a comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, we we got another player to get to, and um, Matt, Matt's pulling him out of nowhere. I think this is a fake name. Uh, Matt, tell me something I don't know about Garth Joseph. Okay, look, 
I've got to scrape the bottom of the barrel a little bit because there's some players on the <laughs> Raptors roster that, you know, there's not a lot about them. They didn't play very much. Garth Joseph is a real person. Shame on you. Okay? <laughs> Shame on you. Corey Joseph's dad. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't know it. Now you know. Joseph's dad. <laughs> yeah, let's just make up stuff about him. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely a person that you could. But you know what? He actually is a bit of a mythical creature. I'll get to that. Um, he's, oh, this is going to end up in Loch Ness. I can feel. No, this is like lost. There's no way this pays off. Matt is throwing up a lot of balls about Garth Joseph. Yeah, He's what, a what number creature. was he? What number was he? Bottom Smoke of months. the barrel. He played two games for the Raptors. Dr. Echo. <laughs> what is it? Mr. Echo? Mr. Echo? <laughs> um, you guys remember the 2000-2001 season? Uh, we were well into Vinsanity. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And he pretty much just had a really good front row seat for it. He didn't really play much. <laughs> but he's from Dominica. Do you know where Dominica oh. is? Uh, it's okay. in the Caribbean? Yeah, it's in the Caribbean. Not the Dominican Republic for you kids at home. Okay, it's different. But he's <laughs> the only player to ever come from Dominica. What? Okay, that's yeah. pretty cool. He's the only player to come. He's got some real strange nicknames. Uh, he's <laughs> oh, the, this is good. <laughs> Here we go. He's the Angel of Death. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Wait, I'm not even going to try and make it up, but a couple episodes back, we had the best nickname of all time. What was like? Oh, yeah, so whatever. Sorry. I can't remember what was it. You know, this is bad podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> listen to all of our episodes, yeah. uh, if you don't Guys, mind. go back. Have know. a listen. Yeah. Best nickname. Um, when he was done in the NBA, he went over and played in China, where he got another nickname in the Chinese media, which was <laughs> Yao Ming Killer. <laughs> Whoa. So did you know Yao Ming Whoa. was murdered? Okay, yeah. What's the like? What's the morose aspect to this guy? Does he have long nails? Like, what's oh, going on? he murdered people. He's very goth. Well, yeah. It seems like you don't want to cross this fellow. Yeah. Um, you listen to a lot of Trent Reznor. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, just other than that, it, he actually played <laughs> bass in a perfect circle. <laughs> <laughs> in a perfect. Okay. Uh, that's pretty much all I have on him, but he uh, had a glorious career that ended when he was 35 in China. That's good for him. That's amazing. Hey, the nicknames were good, dude. <laughs> you, you get a 10 out of 10 from me. Yeah, I don't know why he's called Yao Ming Killer in China, but if you bring that up when you're over there, they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, Garth Joseph. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I sure. I'll bring that up at the, at the Beijing airport uh, <laughs> when, uh, next time I go to China. looking for Yao Ming's killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking for Yao Ming's... Oh, ma- sorry, sorry. The Angel of Death, perhaps? <laughs> that's, uh, that's my favorite podcast, looking for Yao Ming's killer. <laughs> uh... That's that's good stuff. Okay. Um, well, let's talk some NBA. How about that? Yeah, let's talk some NBA. So I want to talk MVP and um, not necessarily predicting the MVP, but uh, we're halfway through the season and I feel like um, usually a narrative starts to take hold. Um, and, I, you know, it's, it's an earned award, but it's also a narrative-based award. And I think that obviously there's people who have been robbed of it or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I kind of want to see what, what narratives you think are forming. Uh, so far, so like I'm just gonna I'm gonna gloss over a couple of things here. So LeBron is uh, starting to rack up the missed games. Yeah. Right? Um, Giannis seems like he is the front runner. Seems like we officially have a front runner. I, I don't know if that's just my opinion. Um, then you got Embiid. Uh, who's playing very well, hasn't missed any games, really. Um, uh, you got a sneaker like Jokic, perhaps. Uh, another guy like Durant, who people don't really like, but uh, definitely deserves to be there. And <coughs> our guy Kawhi, who has missed a significant, a significant amount of games, but is really, really putting up uh, an excellent season. And the more games he, he doesn't 
miss. Like, I, I think if he ends up having a healthy back half of the year, he's going to be right there. And then I guess, you know, Curry's there. Harden's starting to come on. So it seems like the field's pretty open, but... Uh, yeah, what's your what's your take on MVP? Anything, Miguel? Well, you just covered all of it there. Um, Did I? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I I think that the narratives aren't fully set. To me, it's like the setup for for what's going to happen is in place because it's the halfway yeah. point. But because there's still so much to happen. I know maybe the last ten games kind of don't matter that much, but this next chunk of games is where a lot of things kind of get decided in people's minds. Yes. And so I think if Kawhi, this is a Homer aspect, a Homer uh, take on it, I guess, but if he plays the qualifying amount of games, I think he's like in, arguably in second place behind Giannis. And the fact that they're leapfrogging game to game based on who wins each night, who's in first place. I mean, the narrative is there for people to write about, to think mm-hmm. about the direct comparison. They're in the same thing. They seem to be on this path to meet in the East finals you know, in everyone's mind, whether or not that happens. And and I mean, you just can't deny the stats sometimes because you look at the last the last uh, game against Milwaukee and Giannis had, I forget how many points, 48 or whatever. 42. 42. Think, yeah. 48. Yeah. 42. And they lost and Kawhi had five steals. You're like, you got to look at this other thing and go, he's a, he, whenever Kawhi plays, he's like a robot. He's perfect. Yeah. He doesn't do anything wrong ever except he some is. turnovers. Yeah, you got it's, some. I, I, just, I think I got a no, soft whip. So over there. my is, take is that yes, Kawhi is going to yes. make a strong push against Giannis. And okay, I think, I think it's kind of those like two that. right good. now with Harden sneaking in. That would make a fun a fun narrative to head into to Eastern Conference. Yeah, finals. it's been like fairly decided. I mean, I guess there was the Harden Westbrook split right mm-hmm. up until the end of the year. Um, I remember landing on the Harden side, but you know, people were pretty like we're at Westbrook one, and um, I think you know people really were into his narrative with with KD leaving. Um what about Harden? He's coming yeah. on super strong or is it, like like what's his path to another MVP? Like does he have one or I, is it kind of like he won last year and that's that? Like, I think his path has to be like mind-blowing stats and I don't think he's going to get there but like this run has been probably the single most dominant individual playing basketball. It's I I've ever, I mean, I guess almost since Jordan, like just one person and like LeBron gets there a lot for sure, but he also, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, LeBron would be the other one, but, but his, his ability to break down other teams, defenses to score at will, like it's a, a level of offensive basketball that's insane. But I think a lot of people still ha- have a bit of a, like, taste in their mouth about him winning last year where they're like, mm-hmm. you know, and it was funny. I was coming in this year and I was going to be the guy that's like, actually LeBron needs to be the MVP this year. LeBron, LeBron, mm-hmm. LeBron. Cause I thought he earned it last year. Um, but then he got injured. So kind of soured that one. But yeah. I think, I think everybody has a caveat except for Giannis. Giannis is the I think only so too. one I think so too. that it's just like, he's the best player on the best team racking up stats. And Leading in every single category on his team, right? Yeah. Like every, I'm I pretty, think so, every yeah. he's leading points, rebounds, assists, assists steals, and blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, is wild. And so it's Harden, Harden, by the way, right now is averaging 34 points um, on the season. On the season, 34 wow. points. I mean, that is kind steals, of the mind boggling stats you're talking about. Nine assists, six rebounds on fairly ridiculous percentages. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's like who, who scored the most? Who scored that? 
recently. The last time I remember that level, Kobe was had a thirty-five point yeah. season. Um, T Mac, uh, the T Mac days. Way back in the day, there was a season where LeBron and Iverson both had like a thirty-three point season. That was like very early LeBron. Right. It's so weird before, to think of before, them before he together. was well-rounded. Yeah. 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 I mean, th- this the thing with the MVP award is. Um, it is the subtext to this whole season because it almost seems like we know the good teams. We know the teams that are tanking. Um, it gets a little less dramatic except for the West pretty good. But then this MVP conversation starts to really ramp up around the all-star game when you're really trying to find that other reason to watch these games. But I will say there was two, one, one guy in particular um, we didn't mention who I think after looking at his stats, I kind of went, holy shit. And that's DeRozan. Um, yeah, oh, seriously. After he destroyed the Raptors, out. I was like, what's, what's this guy doing this year? And During this run, just holy He's moly. still outside the window, but man, he's so much better this year than he was even last year with us. And even Over last, six assists a game. I mean, I got to say, nuts. it's crazy. As to maintain the scoring and keep every year the assist score as like a, a full assist. And the team's getting wins. and. Yeah. As a Spurs fan and as a DeRozan fan, I can't even say I'm mildly surprised. Yeah, um, we, me and Freddie had like said I, that in the I summer. Was, we were like, there's no way DeRozan doesn't take this year incredibly personally. <laughs> yeah. As you all know, he's a deeply sensitive person. Yeah. And and there's no way he was going to shrivel to this. Okay, he, here, here's, uh, <laughs> here's DeRozan's stats. So he's 23 points a game, um, six and a half assists, That's six nuts. rebounds. That's nuts. That's um, crazy. On... Oh my god, a heinous percentage from three, but his field goal percentage is really good. Is it in the teens? It's 17. Oh, that's like even for DeRozan. But if you, that's like, but if you, oh yeah, dear, yeah. and uh, that's pretty bad. I, I got Giannis's uh, for compare, uh, just for comparison's sake. He's um, 27 points. Wow, six assists, uh, 13 rebounds. Oh man. Wow. Which is pretty good. The Lord. whole thirteen rebound thing is pretty. Bombed. Yeah, that takes it to another level. Um, you know, if, if let's say you were going to say the stats between Kawhi and Giannis were like, you know, similar or equal enough that you you're kind of like scratching your chin. I think the narrative for both is so fun still because Giannis had you know they've been building around him for years. We've all seen this coming, and then it's like coming to fruition is that's like feels like the end of a novel for everybody a little bit. But the Kawhi thing. That you have to make a point is yes, Toronto wasn't first, blah blah blah. But they were in first based around DeRozan scoring. Kawhi just got plopped on another team and is having a career season in the yeah. NBA. You gotta start to wonder, like, where could you drop Kawhi where the team would be bad? Like seems impossible. If Kawhi's on the team, they're gonna win games. Like yeah. mm-hmm. we has there's the that MVP element to, to he has for, the best winning percentage of all time, right? That's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. He's so, better yeah. than Will Chamberlain or Magic Johnson. Oh, my God. Um, That's insane. By the way, That's Kawhi's crazy. stats uh, this year are 27 points, um, two steals, three assists, eight rebounds. And and on amazing percentages. And yeah, ama- the amazing percentages. And also the whole thing that he's boring, the, guess, the best but... defensive player. That yeah. Whole thing. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. What, what's the blocks? Does he have any blocks? Um, only, only half a block a game. So, yeah. So nothing too impressive, but. Yeah, I mean, you got to give statistically, you have to give it to Giannis, but and what one one guy I wanted to touch on uh, in Durant. So for Durant and and I don't know if this is too reductive, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll jump to you, Miguel. But for Durant and Curry, is it basically like they can't win an MVP if the other doesn't get injured? I don't know because there's something about oh, this is where the MVP thing becomes so stupid. But there's just something about Durant on the court that. This is sounding like an old man thing, but that defies some stats. I'm sure he still puts up comparable stats for everything that you require. 
But ask any player in the NBA, like post game after they play the Warriors, every defender thinks of him as the hardest person to guard in the whole league, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like his combination of offensive skills, I know Harden does everything, and but it's a sort of defies the imagination sort of thing because he's six, he's only 6'6 six, six or whatever, 6'5". Durant has the size and ability of Harden, mm -hmm. and he like is playing center half the time. Yeah, He basically is Giannis with the three-point shot mm -hmm. times a million. So it's like, you forget that, but I think even if his stats are a little bit below some of these other players, they are. he I'm, just I'm, I'm dominates. He dominates the mind frame of every single game he's in. You can't guard him. I'm looking at him right now. So uh, on the year, KD is uh, uh, 28.5 points, um, one block, six assists, and wow. seven and a half rebounds on much better percentages than Kawhi. You, come wow. on. That's crazy. That's the MVP like, stats. Yeah. Plus, it's very yeah. good. It's the very crazy good. thing is like most valuable. Like if I had a garage right now and there was like. Uh, I wish a, you had a garage. I, yeah, probably. I've got a garage. I'm, I'm Jay Leno, guys. It's Jay Leno's garage. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, see, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what that is. Take uh, that, Vincenzo. <laughs> Take that, Leno. My favorite but, player, uh, Vincenzo Esposito. You know, if I... <laughs> <laughs> but if he I if, if I, my garage had like a Vespa, a Honda, Go a broken bicycle, and then a Bentley, the Bentley's the most valuable car, or, or, or the most. But if I had a Bentley, a Ferrari, uh, uh, you know, whatever, six luxury cars and a private jet, like, are any of those more valuable? Well, the, than, jet. the no, jet, yeah, I guess the jet. I know what you mean, though, because I think LeBron's like, still the Jet. <laughs> yeah, LeBron's Go still Golden the jet. State is so souped up yeah. that it becomes hard to kind of calculate. Right, like one, it's it's there. The definition isn't clear, but by definition, most valuable puts it in context of what you have, and none of those guys, like they're all super super good players, but the collection of them makes any one of them a bit more replaceable than LeBron getting injured on the Lakers, for instance, and the whole team falling apart. Or if Giannis missed a month, they would turn into a 500 team. Or if Kawhi was out for the Raptors, we'd turn into a dominant team somehow. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Win almost every game somehow. The Raptors are still the Swiss Army knife we were last year, but yeah. even like more so. Yeah. yeah. Um, that okay. toothpick. Here's, here's, a, uh, here's a quick hitter. Uh, for you guys. I'll start with you, Andre, uh, before we move on to the quickish questions. But uh, out of the teams, uh, sorry, the way, I, the way I wanted to preface this is that um, the whole Wild West thing, like, oh, look at the difference between one and eight. It's like, that's kind of settling. And a bunch of the crappy teams are going back to being crappy. Um, so who, who do you think out of the teams that are not in the Western playoff picture, who would you say is going to be is going to make that run and end up making the playoffs. So if I'll, I'll give you a quick, give, give quick, me the quick, uh, I'm going to give you a quick rundown starting at nine. So by the way, the Lakers are an eighth at uh, 22 and 19. And then uh, we got Sacramento at 500 and, and below. So uh, yeah, Sacramento at nine jazz at 10 Timberwolves at 11 Pelicans at 12 Grizzlies at 13 Mavericks at 14 and let me just throw in a little shade here. Let's get Doncic out of the all-star game stuff. The <laughs> Mavericks are in 14th. And yeah. we're just talking about DeRozan. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you terrible 19-year-olds. I know. 
That's and, um, by the way, everyone would be so excited to have him in the All Star game. So I, I just want him in the rookie game. You know I, I mean? want He'll him in, be there. Like, put him in the skills listen, comp. Yeah. I I said this. I want Luca to be the first player to be a part of every All Star game activity. <laughs> I want him that Rising Stars fun. game. I want him the skills challenge, the dunk contest, the three point contest, the actual All Star game. And he has and, to rap a verse over Pitbull song. And he can coach the the celebrity game. I want him. I want yeah. all all Luca Play all the time. Player Players coach. coaching is a good time. I mean, it's going to be in Charlotte. Like something interesting's got to happen. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know? And by the way, the last team is the Suns. So out of those teams, Andre, who's going to make the um, who's going to make a run for it? Utah. I'm like thousand percent sure Utah's getting in the playoff picture. I think they're twenty and twenty one now, and yeah. they had a really bad start. And I think they've had one of the hardest. Uh, I think it's a pretty fair pick. Yeah. Other teams are falling out of their way too. Like maybe the Lakers. Yeah. And, and like the only other team in there that kind of gets you thinking would be the Timberwolves, but they just fired Tibbs. So it's like they, but but will that make them better? Yeah, It might make them better, but it also like instills this built in excuse to being like, Oh, we didn't make the playoffs because we fired our coach. And can you you imagine if they get Hoiberg, like it's kind of, that would be, that would be so weird and hilarious. No, Uh, that would be the worst. It really would be the worst. And frankly, I love the Chicago bulls brand, but everybody that's ever gone through that front office and even their coaching is just like, Miserable. Yeah, wild. Yeah, Chicago's like a sneak, Best branding, sneaky though. mess. Yeah. That's the, oh, yeah. beautiful branding. That song, the bowl. Well, they never changed the logo. <laughs> the logo's perfect. Yeah. yeah. The the United Center is amazing. Too. I, I went there once, too. It was a, honestly one of the best basketball experiences yeah. in my whole yeah, life. Yeah, you saw Psycho Great T, fans. Right? Great fans. Uh, I saw Psycho T, and I saw, it was like Roy Hibbert heydays, and it was the playoffs. It was Chicago and the Derrick Rose. Oh, that must have been Rose the Derrick heydays. Rose Bulls versus wow, the... Hibbert Pacers, and it was a close game. It was amazing. The uh, Hibbert Pacers, what a time capsule! Right? <laughs> Just to even say that. Remember, he used to like sleep on an air mattress only in every hotel room. What? There's there lots of weird stories about him. <laughs> oh, I yeah. saw I saw him at the mall like uh, two months ago in LA. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, this guy's fucking tall. Yeah, and I was he's like, like a legit seven two yeah, or something. I'm yeah. like, this guy knows how to defend vertically. This <laughs> is Roy Hibbert. Principal he verticality. Just, like, standing as straight as he can. Yeah. The he only, had, te- the only he team. He was pushing was... a stroller too. So like imagine like. A huge stroller. A gigantic man with like a tiny little stroller. And it's like a vertical stroller. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only team I think that you also can't count out because they always seem to make a weird run is, is the Grizzlies. Oh, oh they're. Oh yeah, because yeah, they've do, fallen a bit. They've but, fallen uh, a bit, but it's still close enough that a couple things turn their way, and like they're just so that group of guys seems to be so competitive no matter what happens, even when they're in fighting and stuff. Mm-hmm. They seem to lack all the skill every year, and now they but got, they fight their way into it. So I think they might make a push up to like the eighth I mean, seed somehow. And now they have Justin Holiday, so well, everything's the, changed. Everything's <laughs> changed. It's pretty good. You, you'd have to think if you had a like absolute assassin GM like Masai Ujiri in, in Memphis, he would be loving this situation right now. He's like, oh, I've got two vets that people are salivating over. He's like, I'm going to get every draft pick and asset I can possibly get for Mike Conley and Mark That's Gasol. a like, good like point. Imagine well, targeting... is Memphis going to cash in? I mean, they... because if you think about like the teams that were like, uh, you know, the Kevin O'Connor blow it ups, yeah. it's like us, the Clippers, 
And the Grizzlies were the biggest teams that people were like, blow this team yeah. up. And the Grizzlies are the are the are the ones like, still standing. Like, what if the rat? Like, you know, and it's, this is insane. It's not going to happen. But like, the, what if you could pull some pull together some multi pick end of the bench thing where you bring Conley to Toronto if you blow up oh, the Grizzlies shit. or something? You know, have him come off the bench. I mean, I, I don't know that, or, or no, he wouldn't come off the bench. He would start no. in place of Danny Green, I guess. But like, you can, you can imagine some scenario where the, the Grizzlies. Find some title contender and the absolute, really fleece them for picks. The yeah, absolute maybe. best would be a trade with the Spurs where you get Marcus All and Conley over to the Spurs and like the Grizzlies get picks and white and like what yeah. Bertons or something. But then you get the Gasol brothers, you get uh Conley, like it would be so good. That would that, be awesome. That would be the best. We all want good things for the Grizzlies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, before we go to quickish questions, uh, we're going to do a little uh, tell me something I don't know, if that's okay with you, Matt. Okay. I, I always do this at a different time, but I felt like it's a, it's an actual nice transition because uh, yeah. he's a nice guy. Everyone loves him. Yeah. Um, one of the most entertaining, enter- he's probably one of my favorite players ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, really? That's, yeah, that's right. Matt, <laughs> tell me something I don't know, okay, Ooh. about Louis Scola. I get it. So, you know, Louis Scola played one beautiful season with the Raps a couple of years ago. Magical Was year. it one season? One yeah, magical one year. Good magical Lord. Year. What an impression. Played 76 games and he started all 76. Um, wow. <clears throat> did you know when he signed with the Raptors, he said, you can trade me whenever you want, but I'm not going anywhere until I see Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, really? Yeah. I love you. Like you. I'm so glad you... Okay, you know what? I didn't know that, and this yeah. is already a 10 uh, out of 10. Mr. Scola, you like, can come see Niagara Falls <laughs> after you get traded. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Yeah, you thought that you're you a millionaire. Only... You're a millionaire. I wanted to see Pretty from the Canadian side, guys. It's the better side. Mm-hmm. Um, he also... Uh, <laughs> That's He incredible. said that when he played with the Raptors, he said that if there was a zombie apocalypse, he would be the only one to survive. He would find berries... <laughs> And he would <laughs> he would be off somewhere eating berries, essentially. <laughs> Sounds like an interview with Vice. Okay. Why, yeah. Why is this guy so cool? I didn't know. There, I didn't, he gets like, cooler. Does okay. he chill with Tony Hawk? What's going on? He also had a very like conflicting emotional reaction to the movie Fast and the Furious 7, <laughs> where he's not really into that kind of a movie, but it made him cry, and he thinks it's kind of good. Oh, my God. I did not um, know that about Louis Cole. And you obviously knew that he like grew up with Manu Ginobili and yes. he was at one point better than Manu when they were kids. Like yes. Manu got cut from the national team when he was 15 and he was like a little skinny guy. And Oh yeah. He knew all about that. There's a biopic. They also, they also never play ever one-on-one or two-on-two in Venezuela. So Wait, like they're always Argentina, playing five-on-five. Argentina, Argentina. Argentina. What did I say? You said Venezuela, you bastard. Wait a second. They're not from Venezuela? They're from Argentina. Argentina. They're like the golden, the golden generation. They're from so Argentina. from Argentina that all three of us said Argentina. That's right. At the same time, twice in a row. <laughs> and I kept saying Venezuela. Yeah. No, you only said it twice. You're good. You're good. My real question is, what's with the string on his head? What's the deal there? Remember, a he wore, string? He wore like in like as a headband. He wore like a thin string. Oh yeah. That string. No, that's Every like a no, that's soccer a, thing. I think it's a promise to Niagara is it a Falls. Thing? <laughs> <laughs> that's like I will see you Niagara Falls he's like, like I love waterfalls so much I want my hair to look like one yeah and that's like a soccer thing you it's know like all the Euro yeah, I think it must yeah. be a soccer yeah. thing yeah. Um, well, did you know he liked to vacation in Venezuela 
No. <laughs> Caracas? Well now, <laughs> well, now I don't know what to believe, Matt. Uh, no, he is from Argentina. No, Matt. Uh, it's, it's been like home runs. You can you can quit with your head, but if you okay, got more, yeah. that's cool. Is there more? No, he's just playing for China right now. He's in China. Oh, really? Yeah. He's still playing. And he did it like a player's tribune while on a team in China. Hmm, nice. Really? Isn't that kind of fun? You just talked about the uh, Olympics. Wow, Freddie, you knew nothing about Luis I know. Scola. I thought I You did. talked a big game. I, I, I did he sure ever did. win a ring? He win a ring? Yeah. With the Spurs? Yes. Oh, good. Good. Wait. Who? Scola? Yes. He never played for the Spurs. He. Shit. He got drafted, but then the, the, the contract thinking, oh, got all screwed up, and then he played for the Rockets. I'm thinking of oh, right. it's like Umberto or no, not Nocioni. There's another Argentinian who was a key oh. role player for his first team. But oh. listen, Manny I sat, Ginobili. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. yes. <laughs> That's the one. Well, I've embarrassed myself. Hope you're happy. Oh, we all have. <laughs> and I guess here, if you're at home, put I a also string on my head. Oh my wet god. Wet my pants. <laughs> Hope that's funny, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to smell. <laughs> Starting to smell. I guess that's funny. Um, okay, Matt, what do you give me the uh, sting for the quickish question? Quickish question! Thank you. <laughs> okay. Wait, what was that that's with a Jack. car at that time in the background? <laughs> the first that's just, one. That's that, Jack swerving and yelling yeah. at his neighbors. But Matt has two of these. He's got two of these sound bites. One of them is just a clean. Yeah. Get that garbage out of here. Get that garbage out of here. Then the other one is like. Get that out of here. Yeah, what? Are they just like, is that like a progression of him losing his voice? Yeah. Or, or is one like he's in a battle? There's one that's like the high pitch one where then he's like, I can't. And he stops and he. Oh, One's like anymore. he saw. It's like he's seeing a ghost in his bed. Yeah. Yeah. The second one is him being Scrooge. Uh, <laughs> uh, Thirty years young, Jack. Um, okay. uh, quickest questions time. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, my questions are going to be me hindering. Um, that's on me. <laughs> but oh, you good. gotta oh, answer good. as okay. quick as you can. Okay. 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 So yes. you can't pause the thing. You just gotta <sighs> let her let her fly. Is, okay. is it? Are we just both going at the same time? Nope. No. Gotta call We're your name. Time. Out. Oh shit. It's very orderly. Okay. Miguel, coming from James. Where would AD's ideal trade destination be from the Raptors' perspective? The Lakers, because we'll, we we will not see them. Okay. Andre. Come from Jonathan. He said he said midseason awards question mark. So I'm gonna just rifle around some quick ones here. Okay. Who is going to win the MVP? Uh Giannis. Okay. Matt, who's gonna win the most improved player award? Derek Rose. Oh god. Oh, that's god. the weirdest guess I've ever heard. <laughs> but you know what? It's quickest questions. Um, Miguel, exec of the year. Masayo Jerry. Andre, coach of the year. Um Bud. Matt. Six man of the year. Six man of the year. Um, oh god! I, all I can think of is Louis Scola now. I, I, I have a guess. Can I guess for? Yeah. Him? Can you guess for me? I don't know. Demarcus Sabonis. Okay. Sabonis. It's always Sabonis, That's isn't it? That's a good one. That's good. Okay, Matt. I'll go back to you for this one then. Okay. Uh, defensive player of the year. Oh, Kawhi Leonard Thank all day, oh, wow. all night. <laughs> okay, Matt's getting all night. <laughs> Matt's getting 
a bit um, horny. Uh, <laughs> Play some air guitar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. We're having fun, folks. Um, okay, Miguel. Uh, it's come from um, it's come from Yao. Do the 76ers sign Butler at season's end? No. Okay, Andre. Wow. A follow-up from Yao. Um, do the 76ers pose a threat to the Raptors? To um, beat them in the playoffs? No. I th- yeah, I think. Or, or to like sign Kawhi in the offseason. Maybe in general. No, I, think, I think in the no. playoffs. In the playoffs. No. Oh, no. No, they only pose a threat in a street fight because Philadelphians are uh, yeah. tough guys. Bunch. And I think uh, Embiid would like take on five people. Yes. All right, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, come from Yao. Hey, Yao. Um, Yao Tua. Playing without Kawhi versus playing without Lowry. So there's no real question mark here. Just say, uh, give me a word. So playing without Kawhi, give me a word. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> We're getting into like apples and apples. Two words. Why don't you give me a word for playing without Lowry? <coughs> Worried. Okay. <laughs> lots, of, lots of very breathy there, eh? Yeah. Um, okay, Miguel, let's come from James Makuchi Koo Good Baby. <laughs> how oh do boy. we feel? Thanks, Cooch. Real name. How do we feel about Kawhi and assists? I don't care. I, it's it's strange, but I really don't care because it, he plays in the way that you would say that you don't want to play in the modern era, but he, he's the exception to the rule. He just like... You, he, he plays full iso ball and takes forever and pounds the ball into the ground and who cares? He wins. Yeah. Okay. Um, Andre, the, uh, the funny enough, the follow-up to the, this question was uh, um, in regards to Kawhi's assists. Um, do we want more or who cares? I'm, uh, I want more, actually. I do. I, do. I actually I think, want a bit more, too. Sorry. Yeah. I think, it, I think it limits F-y-all, us. F y'all. F y'all. I think it limits us. I think he can play so many different ways that if he's stuck kind of playing one way on offense, he's mm. not fully realized. So, um, so yeah, I do want to see him facilitate more because I think he could also really help unlock particularly the big guys like a JV and a yeah. Surge um, because he is such a big forward that I think he can like pull some people into a double team and yeah I just yeah. want to see more assists I do I think yeah. he's just waiting for people to stop I, his first attempts I, I, I want him to run the pick and roll more though because yeah. I think that's going to be unstop- that would be unstoppable in the playoffs and I want him to feel like it's his team that's, yeah that's my yeah. take um, okay Matt come from Yao mm-hmm. at this point of the season mm-hmm. um, Nurse versus Bud versus Casey <laughs> how did we fare in the coaching department so why don't you order those three guys for me? Nurse, Bud, and Casey. Okay. This year. I'm going to... Uh, can you remind me who Bud's for again? Bud's Budenholzer uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. For the Bucks. So the Raptors yeah. wanted him, apparently. Budenholzer. Right. Uh, I would put... You know what? I'm going to put my man, Dwayne Casey, right up top as one. Wow. Okay. Because, you know, I think that Detroit's done a lot better than people assumed they would do. And I'm going to put Nurse second because... I think it, you could argue that not much has changed from the Casey days, but he is bringing a little bit different flavor. Yeah. And I like it. And then the third one, I don't know much about him, but I do know that that team is too dependent on that superhuman Greek god. Mm. Okay. Well, that's, mm. a, that's mm. a nice mm. take to Last that. take. Hot mm. take. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, Miguel, let's come from LeBrian. Can we finally dispense with all of the JV hatred? Yeah, I think it's like, it's weird. Maybe all of us felt a little bit um, 
But well, like Serge was so good at the beginning of the year. It was like, wow, I guess it's Serge's uh, spot to give up now. But even with Serge playing at full strength, the absence of JV is is so much more impactful even than when he's on the court. When he's not there, you're like, oh my goodness, we need him badly. Yeah, yes. we need a big body. I, I never hated JV. I've always been part of the JV hive. So like, oh, I'm wearing thing, a but. signed JV jersey right now. Oh, I am. Wow. You I am, are. I am on Team JV, and it looks pretty Ooh. freaking snazzy. I miss. He looks. He looks swaggy in all these suits and stuff. So good for yeah, him. Good for him. They do look for, good in person. Yeah, they must be giant suits. Okay, giant, giant suits. <laughs> Come from Jim. Do the Lakers have a chance of making the playoffs without LeBron? No. No, I think I think we just laid it out with the Jazz, Memphis, and even the Timberwolves. I don't I think they're gonna have a tough time. Okay. Yeah. Um, Matt, when JV comes back, also coming from Jim, are we going with a full bench on the floor? Fred, Delon, Norm, OG, JV, or do we still have a starter have a starter play with them? Like are we gonna stagger those minutes? Like, is a bench mob coming back? Is what he's asking, I think. Um, yeah, I think I think we're going to try and get that bench mob going because we need to give Kawhi a little tinsy break when the playoffs roll around. So let's get that mob going. I got the tomatoes. I'm ready to throw them at the mob. You sound really, you sound really giddy, so carry on. He talks in slogans. It's great. <laughs> he really does. Um, as soon as I heard the word Tinsy, I was like, he's on one. Um, Miguel, who is the next... Uh, it's come from Jonathan. Who is the next uh, new Loren- uh, Lorenzo Brown? I, In terms of... That's very confusing. In terms of being cut? Um, uh, who is going to be the new Lorenzo Brown? That's what Jonathan... Oh, who's, who's going to take his minutes and play in his place? Um, our new signee, Jeremy Lin. No, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm okay, whatever. It's good. Hot takes. No, I, it, I, I think his minutes go to Norm. Norm. Ha- I, every interview with Norm has this him bragging about his ball handling skills. If you haven't noticed, so he's like begging to like run some point minutes, cool. which we haven't really seen much of. But maybe he can do it. Um, I, one thing I want to say about Norm before that we skipped over is like his explosiveness is what the bench doesn't have. Yeah. Every, and every other player, Delon has those acrobatic finishes, but nobody can jump over people or get to places you thought they couldn't get in this bench mob. It's a bunch of like efficient at what they do, guys. Mm-hmm. So um, the new Lorenzo Brown is Norman Powell. <laughs> okay, I like that's a nice quick answer. Um, Andre, uh, it's come from Tom. Norm is back. How much? <laughs> I know that's pretty good. How much can slash should be attributed to Kawhi's calming effect? Uh, I know nothing. <laughs> like I don't think that matters. I really don't. The, you hear their moms are best friends. Oh, yeah. The GoDaddy curse just got passed on to CJ. That's yeah. what happened. Right? Ooh, it's insane yeah. that the GoDaddy curse is real, but <laughs> yeah. it is real. I also real. I also think Norm just got l- so many second chances due to all of our injuries that like. He eventually took advantage of it. Yeah, so. fair enough. Ooh, um, by the way, uh, we got we got another question from Tom. Took a while. Um, who, by the way, sliced his finger pretty bad on. I uh, saw the pick on Facebook, so feel better, Tom. Yeah. Um, Matt, uh, come from Tom. What impact does flingy hair have on foul calls? Flingy hair? You got it. Oh, the flingier the better. Yeah, you're gonna get a lot of foul calls <laughs> for sure. Refs can't handle it. Uh, I knew. I knew <laughs> I'm glad I saved that question for you. It's taking over the league. Um, Miguel, come from Tristan. If you could perform any dunk on a regulation hoop, what dunk would it be? Oh boy, um, I would want to do the arm in the rim dunk because that would just mean that I could jump so high. Good answer. Okay, Andre. And that I would be strong. I'm not strong. 
Come yes. from Tristan again. Yeah. If you're on the bench for a uh, for a, if you're on the bench for a team and saw a dunk or a nasty crossover by a teammate, by a teammate, what would you what would your bench celebration be? Great, great, great question. I would definitely grab the towel and like whip it around my head and then start smacking it on the ground. You know, <laughs> nice like move. Just smacking on the, the ground. Smacking it but I will say my new favorite celebration is this air guitar thing that they're all doing. Like, <laughs> I know that is great. <laughs> great. I saw that and I just lo- that was Lance Stevens. Oh, Lance, what a dream. I, I love that guy. I would like hold my like nose or whatever and make it seem like I was like scuba diving backwards into the ocean. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how I would set that Everyone, up. Oh, Freddie on the bench with the Nest T commercial. Yeah, yeah, the Nest T plunge. There you go. Um, okay, Matt, come from Tristan. Uh, Durant pretty much walked into the third row to save the ball against the Rockets. What's something you've done that was so obvious, but you got away with it anyways? Something I've done that was so obvious. Keep it clean. <laughs> um, Matt's a pervert. No, one time... When I was uh, a young child, I tripped over one of those those globes that have the lasers in it in my friend's room, and it smashed it on the floor, and I denied it. <laughs> nice, like to him and his mom. Or he was there with me, and I was like, "That wasn't me." <laughs> so no, no evidence that you got away with it. You just but did. This lie. is before smartphones and stuff, so they couldn't be recording. At Whatever. The time. If, if that guy's listening to this pod, wasn't Matt. Okay. You little shit, Matt. I thought oh it was worth God. like a million well, bucks. Well, Matt, that <laughs> was me. <laughs> Sorry about your laser ball. Um, okay, last question. And uh, Andre, it's actually for you. Oh, okay. It's come from Brian. Ask Andre, he says, what was the toughest part about being a Raptors fan based in LA and administering a Raptors group with a Warriors fan, Anis Esmer? Yeah, yeah. Um, you gotta you gotta manage the uh, Warriors fan for sure, but to be honest, it was actually the greatest to be a Raptors fan in LA because the time period I was there was when the Lakers really sucked. So like everyone's uh, atti- yeah. everyone's attitude about basketball was so casual, and they would just like high five you because you like basketball. And Demar Derozan was from LA, so everybody like loved the Raptors, and so. Fair enough. Was, it was pretty easy. The only and we've uh, been amazing for like six yeah, years. So. Yeah. The only tricky thing was watching games at four o'clock in the afternoon. So oh, yeah. that was the harder part, but uh, I actually like it as well. So yeah. you yeah. made it you made it happen. Yeah. Your yeah. your work knew it was important. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. <laughs> you're totally. Like, you're like, sure, I just very left. important. Yeah. Um cool. Guys, that's the uh, that's the podcast. Thanks Woo. for doing it. Woo. So ninety two. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Episode ninety two. We're uh yeah. We're, we're selling our toques, you know. We might. Yeah, even, we're uh, gonna start. We're ordering more toques. We're ordering more toques. We're gonna. We're gonna set up a little online thingy. This winter's wild in Toronto. It's hot. Woo. It's cold. It's hot. Yeah, like, you need a toque. You need Either a toque way. for when it's hot. <laughs> um, Andre, you got anything uh, coming up? Uh, uh, you do anything cool? Yeah. Well, you know, I just got a new job, and uh, and uh, I'm I'm looking after the marketing for the rec room across Canada. Hey. Oh, wow. So. Cool. Hey, if you're I've, in, I've uh, performed at the rec room before. There Same. you go. It's an awesome, amazing place. It's, it's why I took the job. You guys gave it the thumbs up. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, locations in London, Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton. More to come this year, and uh, food, drink, games, cool. entertainment. Some of the best VR in the oh, world. Oh yeah, amazing VR. You might catch a Revis brother doing comedy. Oh yeah, Hi-yo. and hey. they play Raptors games. So there you go. Go yeah. check. Go check one out. 
I technically still haven't checked one out, which is getting a bit awkward at work where people are like, yeah, you know, the like rec room. And I'm like, yeah, shit, I got to go yeah. and actually see this place that I work for. So you'll, you'll see yeah. it, you'll enjoy it. And then you'll bring a bunch of new ideas to it. Hello. That's um, how I do it. Good luck getting a spot on the basketball machine. It's always jammed. Okay. Well, <laughs> shit. Okay. All right. <laughs> Not- do a Confederacy uh, yeah. Dunks uh, basketball machine <gasps> tournament. That's our next merch. You get to win, you get to win a toque. That's very good. $1,800 or um, a $20 toque. Miguel, what's up? You got anything coming up? Got rap battles coming up on Friday. We have our show. Yeah, that's right. Friday. That I host with you. Mm-hmm. This is the ninth year, everybody. Jay. I would request that you come, Freddie, please. I'm going to be there. That's a fact. Okay, that's it. That's it. Nothing else? Nothing else. Holy schmokes. Oh, check out the Beaverton on Crave. Check yeah. out the Beaverton. Yes. You got two specials, right? Yes, they're on Crave now, streaming. Yep. Check them out. Or and CTV. It's a Christmas special and a New Year's special? That's right. Check, yeah. check this goddamn shit out. Yeah. Check it out, man. Check it out. Um, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, we've been getting some emails and stuff. So, uh, Oh, emails. It feel, feels like we're real. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate it, though. Um, yeah, keep giving us <laughs> any and all suggestions and uh, all the other stuff that podcast people say. And thank you. Bye. 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 It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Podcast.